0: Are you ready to connect with loved ones passed over? Welcome to the Dead People's Society Podcast with your host, the internationally acclaimed medium Suzanne Northrup, who has been chatting with dead people for over 30 years, written four best-selling books, and helped thousands of people worldwide connect with loved ones on the other side. During these compelling episodes. Suzanne will answer questions directly from her Ask Suzanne column, host special guests including some dead people, and most of all, bring you closer into the world of Spirit. It's like having a direct line to the other side. What will Spirit tell us today? Let's find out. Hi guys, Suzanne here. First of all, um, welcome to the month of November, the month of Thanksgiving, giving thanks, and uh, for many many people, it's a sometimes a wonderful month to be excited to share, you know, with folks that you love and your family and friends, and and kind of get together. And for so other people, it's a very difficult month. I would say probably this year, the the latter is probably going to be much more prominent than ordinarily. First of all. We're going to have to rearrange how we're going to do Thanksgiving this year, whether we're going to be with family, how that's going to work out, travel and all those things that we would normally, I would say, would be much easier for everybody this year. You're going to be It's going to be much more of a challenge for everybody. But with that in mind, what I want to sort of say is this. There are so many of you out there that are doing like unbelievably wonderful things. And I don't mean just you know in terms of what you may be doing professionally in terms of helping out, but I just know that there's a whole lot of you that are really helping out a lot of people that you know are in need of now from from simple things like buying them groceries for helping them out with their kids. For those of you that are educators or retired educators that are helping people, you know, with it, with, with kids that are at home, uh, you guys are just doing some wonderful things, and I'm getting wonderful responses from all you out there. So. Keep it up. It's certainly, if there's a time ever in your life that um, giving is really needed, uh, I would say that this is right up there in the 100 all. So keep on doing that. But anyway, that's what Thanksgiving is about. And I think that just, like I said, there's so many of you that, that do amazing, amazing things. And you don't do this for rewards. You don't do this because of the money. You do this because this is who you are. And I know that there's so many of you that have written to me, over the years that I've connected over the years and I've met so many of you, and many of you that you're doing I just I personally want to thank you for g- going that beyond extra yard because, like I said God knows if there was a time that it was needed this is certainly that time that's needed. You know I write about these things a, a lot in my newsletters. Like I wrote, you know, I think it was. Uh, it, was a, it was a, I think it might have been last year, or you might have of this year, because the years are sort of, <laughs> honestly, the, the years are sort of like blending, but you know, some, some of the people that really helped all the uh, people with the fires in northern california when the when they had horses and and getting the horses out of the barn and doing all that there were people that went in there and, and literally risked their life for these animals and did an, did kind of an amazing thing so that is just sort of one of the things and i know some of that is still going on right now and like i said i i know i hear wonderful things about about what the people are doing to to help out you know these animals and these families that have lost their homes and everything that they sort of have so this is that That's on top of the other things that we are obviously dealing with, uh, with with, with COVID-19. So there's a a lot of layering going on here and people were already going through a lot of difficulties even before this sort of like happened. And so there's that note. And then I I also want to say on the other note, um, what it's forced uh, people that that can't go to work and can't uh, commute, they're having in some ways um, stranger as it may sound they're really taking in these precious moments that they're getting a chance to spend time with their families in a way that they have never really been able to spend times with their families because the hours that you spend in commuting in a lot of places I know from throughout the country that you have to commute to get to work you're not having to do that you can do that at home now so i think those people are really weighing in and really taking advantage of it and i had a friend of mine recently that said like you know her brother lives in california he's obviously a single guy and um he was married, he's he's now a divorce, so he's living on his own. And he gets up in the morning and he does his paddle board for two hours and doesn't have to commute anymore. And so then he goes home and zooms and he seems to be very happy. So, you know, there's, you don't know, have to say one person's uh, difficulty is another person's uh, charm so to speak. Um and there's a lot of that as well kind of like going on. But in any case, for those of you that are, are going that extra yard, whether that is the and, and interesting enough on this paddleboard, board, um he he there's a there's a woman I think that has a house somewhere. She told me down the road from where he goes that he's discovered her and she's elderly so now he after he drops off his paddleboard he actually is now able to walk down there or, or bike down there and he's bringing her like dinners and stuff so you know people every, every little bit it's this is not about the amount it's about the little things I've always said the little things in life are always the most important thing that make that very very special special blessing in each person's life so you guys that are doing that you got my blessings and and my thanks because everything in in life is about energy and you know energy begets energy and as you give that out you know that that sort of like comes back so you know it's just this is never for 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 my this is always for a reason why we do this and I know that there's so many of you out there that like I say you just you just do it because that's who you are and um and I'm wonderful because I get to hear I get to hear I, I get to hear the wonderment of that so much from from the emails that you guys send me and the letters that you send me. So I just want to send that back to you to let you guys know that I got to send that back to all the people that are doing all this and and personally thank them and, and thank the others that are sort of doing this. So that's a, that's a really kind of cool thing about Thanksgiving or giving thanks, as I would say. Okay, you guys came up with some really, really great questions this year, and I think it's actually, uh, and this month in particular, and I've, I've been reading through a lot of them, and, and some of them, obviously I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'm going to try to answer those that I think that are that are questions that that are really going to fit a lot of people in there even though they're personal questions that people have asked but I know that I have gotten you know over the years these kinds of these questions sort of mentioned so I just kind of want to know that that um, I purposely have chosen some of those that I knew are going to fit an awful lot of people here so this is actually an email from Gail and basically she's saying that um, I rarely dream of my mom and but the other night she came and she was standing next to me and she was very, very pretty wearing a pretty pink dress, which I thought was pretty, pretty sweet. Anyway, she said, but she was not one to wearing dresses and she didn't talk much, but she sort of stood there and smiled at me and I felt so happy and relieved. But why don't I dream of her and why doesn't she come and why doesn't she speak? So this, believe it or not, Karen, is an extremely very common thing. A lot of times they will, the presence will be there and they will sort of stand there and there's really not no verbal commun- uh, communication. Part of the reason I really honestly believe that is is this. First of all, you know, when we don't have bodies, of course, we don't have vocal cords. So a lot of that conversation is what I would call actually telepathic. And in this particular place, in this particular situation the, the conversation actually was telepathic but what she was doing is that she was reaching your heart from her heart to your heart and letting you know that she was there and part of the way that she was doing it is with her smile which was her heart and what the way that she was looking at you which was clearly was a whole lot of lot of lot of love now not everybody gets contact through dreams. And not every dream is a contact dream. It's the actual kind of dream that actually determines if it's a contact dream or not. In other words, if you happen to have a dream of somebody, let's say is might've been ill for a period of time and you dream of them being ill or you feel their presence being ill, that's not a contact dream. That's a dream where you're having issues of the stuff that happened at that time. So you're, you're tuning into that activity. So although you might not be dreaming about your mom and why she's not speaking, actually she's communicating you through love, through her smile and through her looking at you with those sort of those thoughts, so just remember that a lot of communication, when they're in, in their non-physical body, is what we call telepathic. In other words, from the from the heart to the heart and to that connection. And again, not everybody has dreams of everybody. So it's 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 always good to know that there's a whole lot of other way that contact does happen. Yes, dreams are the number one way, I'll be honest with you about that, but it's not the only way. So I really think that the connection you got with your mom, to be honest with you, was not only warm of love, but it was like, she was smiling at you, letting you know that she is wonderful and that she's coming to visit you. And it's interesting because uh, even though she might not have wear dresses, maybe she just sort of felt lighthearted about that now many people that i know will tell you that the color pink has to do with love so i'm going to tell you that i believe that that's what the pink and i think that's why they have the the, the pink things that have to do with breast cancer and stuff because it's all about love so if you think about the pink dress as her connecting to you quite literally and the, and the thing of love and the smile and at, at you and her wonderful looking at your face i think that that was a wonderful wonderful contact karen and anybody that gets contacts like that i'm telling you they're all the heart And sometimes it's not about all the words it's just about showing the love cuz bottom line my dear that's what this is about this is about her letting you know she's around you she's letting you know about the love and she wants to have that heartfelt conversation to you so sort of keep that in mind because i think quite Quite honestly, you had a quite amazing contact. I'm gonna go on to the next question. And part of the reason I wanna go on with the next question is it's sort of a continuation of the of the contact that I just talked about in relationship with Karen and her mom. And this one's actually from, from Lisa. And basically what she's sort of saying is that, I've had a strong sense of my mom and my dad around me quite frequently as of late. Is there a specific message that they're wanting me to understand? I'm experiencing a sense of urgency connected with this contact. And again, thank you for your attention, Lisa. All right, so we're going to back up a little because I talked a little bit about this in connection to Karen. But what I want to sort of say, Lisa, is this. I can understand why you feel that there's an urgency. I can understand why you're feeling the presence very strong around you. And to be quite honest with you, guys, I think there's probably a lot of you out there that are feeling the same thing that Lisa is feeling. And a lot of that has to do with this. This energetically in the larger scheme is a very, very hard time regardless of what, what's going on with your life, regardless how, if it's made you struggle, if, if you're uh, it, you know feeling alone. I know people that live alone right now are having a very particularly hard time because if you live alone and, and you're going through this, you probably feel even more alone. So whatever your particular thing is with you, Lisa, I want you to know that the reason that your parents are around you, quite honestly, is because they want you to know that they are there for you during this time. And what love is about is being there for people at a time that they need it. Now, I, I also know that, you know, somebody else wrote in here about like, well, I don't feel them and I don't sense them. And does that mean that they're not around? No, that's not true. They are around just because you don't feel it or you don't sense it doesn't mean they're not around. And, and I want to sort of say one of the quick things is that we tend to, like when, when Karen was talking about connection with, with the dreams, we tend to focus you know, the connection only on certain ways. Now, in Lisa's particular situation, she felt like their parents were around visiting her because there might be an urgency situation that she would need to know about. And I, again, I think what that's about is, is them letting her know that she's around so she doesn't feel alone. I'm sure many of you have the situation where you're either driving down the road or you're taking a walk or whatever, and you have that moment, you know, in your, in your heart you, where you feel, God, it would be just so nice to sit down and have a, a cup of tea or a beer or a coffee or whatever is with my dad or my mom or my brother or my sister that passed. That is our connection of having that need at that moment. And when they come to you in these different ways, you may feel the urgency. It's really them really pushing their way into letting you know that they got your back. You're not alone in this. You may feel like you're alone in this, but you are not alone. We are never alone. We are always loved by someone, whether that be our family, whether that be people that are like family that may not have to have blood relationship because no one is alone in this situation and obviously in your particular Lisa's situation she felt the urgency of her parents really strong in karen's situation she felt the connection with her mom and other people again say like i don't dream of them or or don't have a connection with now now there was one woman in here who talked about how she hadn't ever had a connection with her grandmother and she was 69 let me look and see if i can find her name again Um, okay. So yeah, I think her name was, anyway, I'll go back. I'll find it again here. Oh, Samantha. Okay. So she felt that she had never really had a contact with them. Now she's 69 and her grandparents had died quite a while ago. A lot of times when there's a long distance and they might've come to her when they passed, obviously many years ago, and she might have missed it at that time. So she's feeling that she never had a contact. I'm telling you, we all get contacts, some stronger than others, maybe some less stronger, but their job is to let you know any way that they can, that they are around you and part of the way that they do that is making that contact smelling feeling sensing them dreams looking at billboards all of a sudden out of the blue and you see a name of somebody that you that you that you love when you're thinking about them or you're driving down the road and you see a name on the license plate that's that's an odd name an unusual name at a moment and then you find out that that's somebody in the family's birth or passing their job once they make their transition is in any way that they can to let us know that they're around, period. The reason that they do this, the main reason, the only reason, the significant reason why this is done is the number one thing is love. And they didn't stop loving you, nor have you stopped loving them. So always keep that in mind because that is the criteria for all about all connections. And just because they've left their body, that energy of love, the soul is a continual of that, that will always be there to let you know. Now, to be honest with you, often the longer that somebody is crossed over, the less we may feel them. That is true. But during times like this, during holidays, during birth, during any kind of like what we call big family things, if you just sort of like go quiet within and ask them to give you some kind of a sense of their presence there, they will. It may not happen that moment. It may not happen within a few days. It may happen actually when you're sleeping at night when that part of your brain, when the left part of your brain is much more in the back and the right part of your brain is much more prevalent. Anytime when we're doing what I call non-linear activities, walking, doing laundry, driving down the road, those are often times. When they just come slipping through our mind. And they do sometimes come very fast. And we have to take sometimes those moments to step back and just say, wow, I felt the presence. I know that that was my mom at that moment. I know that that was my sister at that moment. So that's the, that's the things that we have to always look for. The more you do this honestly, the more you'll know when these sensors are around it. So every time that happens to you, I want you to go in your center and feel how it happened was it a feeling was it a thought was it a feeling of the presence around you was it a dream how did they come through and in, into your sense and was it did it feel more on the right did it feel more on the left often people that work with what we call different sides of the body often you know the the mother will be on one side and the father will be on the left side and and, it, and that's sometimes a very commonality that we can let you know in which way it's happening you're the one that has to know that it happens for you you're the one that has to start focusing on the criteria of the way that it comes to you because everybody's very different. Some people feel the hotness in their hands. Sometimes people feel itching in their hands. And sometimes it's just a sense and a knowing. And the more that you trust those senses, the more that you trust those knowings, the more you will have no question that your loved ones are around you. And sometimes we have to take a big leap of faith and a big, faith, hope, and all of that put together. But trust me, they are around you because love never dies. Oh, by the way, the question was from Janet in relationship to her grandparents that she hasn't felt them that much around them. Um, okay, so as I said, we got some great questions this month. So I'm going to try to answer this one honestly, Ken. This is from Anne. And she said, I've often wondered what if I don't want a DP to be around? And if someone was abusive in life, why should I trust them after they've crossed over? Is there a way to keep them away? Um, that is a is a is a difficult one, and to be honest with you. And if this is you or someone who is close to you, my heart goes out to you because this is this is really, really not an easy situation. And okay, the first thing that I'm gonna sort of say to you is this. Um, I'll I'll be very honest with you. I I have my sort of my saying that I always sort of say, you don't become a goody two-shoe when you die if you want a goody two-shoe when you're alive, meaning that things don't just magically kind of go away. However, in saying that, the process is very different once we leave the body as opposed to when we are in our body, meaning that when we are in our bodies, there's numerous ways, and I don't have to tell you guys out this, you know this, there are numerous ways we can escape dealing with situations in our life that we choose not to. And I would I would take it to be somebody that has been a fuses of somebody and does not choose to deal with it, nor, had, nor ever dealt with it while they were still in their physical body. I will tell you that it doesn't go away. Meaning that that does carry with you to the point of when you get into the non-physical world, there'll be something in relationship to this that you will be forced to deal with. Like it or not, that's just the way the program works. It doesn't disappear into thin air, it doesn't go away. Now, obviously dealing with things in the non-physical realm or when we leave our body and it's about us and our soul and that whole sort of connection thing. And this is not about a damning or a hell or anything like that, I wanna make that perfectly clear because it's a state of mind or state of consciousness. That's what we're talking about. So it's not so much of a place of a heaven or hell. It's a state of consciousness once we make our transition. So that person, they will review their life. They will see what they did. I can tell you this because numerous, numerous times in a session, somebody will say, yeah, I, I, I did that. I'm so deeply sorry for how I hurt you. Now in saying that, you have complete control who doesn't, doesn't come within your connection. In other words, if you don't want somebody to come in, you just make it very clear, stay away, always keep yourself in light, always keep yourself protected, make it very clear that you want no connection with this person, period. There is a boundary program, and that boundary program has to be respected. Now, in saying that, what I also will tell you this, this was several many years ago, but there was a woman who um, used to come to me frequently as a matter of fact she would come to me more than let's put it this way I I I don't like to see somebody you know like frequently but she had three children and her husband was in dire straits because she was extremely extremely depressed over going through a situation with her father uh, it was an abuse situation and she went into real trauma and she was on all kinds of drugs and he was extremely worried about her and he felt even though I'm not a therapist, I don't claim to be a therapist. Although we are a therapist, certain, certain in a certain way as a medium, uh, even though it's made that connection, she really felt he really felt like maybe it would help her through the process. So anyway, because the person had passed, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I take that back. It was pre to the person had passed. So we we talked about this and. And she finally got to to come to some terms with, she knew that she could only deal with this limitedly while she was here. And um, so she pretty much chose to do the best she could so that she could somehow get back centered in her life, whatever. So moving fast forward, her dad passes. She goes back into the trauma again. And she really felt because she didn't take advantage of the situation while he was here, she felt maybe now she could, maybe she could feel safer because he wasn't in the physical realm that maybe she was ready to sort of deal with it. And I said, listen, you've got to be clear, like, you know, he's not going to show up if you don't want this to happen, you have to be a participant in this in this process. You know, I'm just the telephone wire here, and we will have a session. We'll see if he shows up, and you know, where wherever we are with that, because this had been at this point a, a pretty long, ongoing you know situation in her life for probably for several years. Anyway, so we had the session, and lo and behold, um, he showed up. He showed up. Interesting enough, like in a presence, but kind of like in a distance presence. It, it kind of took a while, actually, to be honest with you, to sort of like kind of pull him in. And I think part of that had to do with obviously what had been going on with her relationship with him uh, prior to this, and now that he was dead. And she was so she was trying to finally move on in her life. Anyway, he came through and um, he didn't make any bones about what he had done in his life to her. And he felt deeply, deeply deeply regrettable for it and he he understood if she didn't want to forgive him he was pretty clear about that he he said listen if 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 we have to work this out somewhere down the line or I got to work this out down the line I am willing to do that but I am so deeply sorry that I put you through this while I was there and that came out like pretty much right away anyway um As strange as this might sound to many of you out there that have gone through something of this nature, and we're talking specifically about Anne and wherever Ann is in this situation right now, I want you to know that it made a tremendous difference in her life. And I think for the first time, she was able to forgive. Now, when we aren't able to forgive, and I'm not saying it is easy, there's nothing it's easy about very painful situations like that. But the truth is, if you don't forgive or you don't somehow work this through, you're never going to move in your way in your life. You just never are. You're always going to stay there. And, you know, if you believe in the teachings of forgiveness is probably the hardest lesson that we all deal with. And that was, I believe, big teachings of, 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 of many masters, certainly Jesus for one, forgive them, Father, for what they do, is that if we can go to that point it will be a phenomenal blessing in our own healing. And that's actually what really happened to uh, Jackie. Her name is Jackie. I haven't seen her in many, many years, but every once in a while I'll get an email from her. And she she ended up raising incredible children and, and, and her husband couldn't be happier about the progress that she made in her life and kind of what she went through. But it was, it was really hell on wheels for several years to get through this. And, and I'm not saying that this would have magically happen for anybody else. This was her circumstances. It's the one that sort of came to mind when Anne brought that up. So in, in any case, Anne, I want you to know this is the balls in your court. Nobody enters anybody's vibration without permission. I'm gonna repeat that again. No one enters anybody's vibration without permission. So when I get phone calls or emails from people that they say that there's somebody that, you know, is, is, is an entity or it's a ghost or something like that that's bothering them, I'm saying you have allowed that to happen. You have opened up that door. You have ultimate control of this. Nothing can enter your vibration. You may hate me to work very strong on keeping your your center closed off, your center chakra, and, and all the chakras closed on for that energy to come in, but nothing can enter your vibration without your permission. And you always ask for God's permission, protection in that. And you surround yourself in that light and you say, only with God and that protection can enter my vibration without permission. So this is something that everybody can do you don't have to do this for a living you don't have to meditate you don't have to do anything but you can be very firm as you are not to enter my vibration without permission and it's got to be granted by god period you don't go to anybody else you go to the main source whatever that means to you your higher self your master self higher part of your soul whatever you you make your connection to be the highest person connected to what i call in that state of conscious god consciousness that's where you go so, and I hope I answered your question a little bit, and I hadn't thought about that story for a long time, but you really kind of like opened up the door to that for me to sort of like mention it. I really hope this helps. Um, I am deeply sorry if this is you or somebody who is dear to you, because um, nothing could be more difficult and there's so much, unfortunately, of that that goes on with the world and uh I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men, but it sure happens to a lot of women. So um yeah, i'm I'm really, really sorry, my heart goes out for you. but I, I will say that the fact that you you are you thought about this and you're you've obviously have gone through this and a certain amount of this, I would say in a lot of ways that that's very brave of you. And I would say it's not only brave of you, but it's obviously something that you feel like you need to confront in your life or deal with or work on or be healed by and that is something that you can do in in your journey i didn't say it was easy none of this stuff is easy but i would tell you that it will make a tremendous difference in your own particular healing because until we move through that or we or we can get to some over to one side of it from one point to another um, it's, it's, it's really, it will, it will definitely affect you. And these things not only affect us mentally and emotionally, but they also affect us physically as well. So keep that all in mind. But I think that what you've done is really quite amazing. Like I said, you've opened up that door. No one else has done that for you. And keeping things buried inside for any of us never works i think you guys all know what i'm talking about with that so the fact that we have are, we're now looking at that we've confronted that that's a door that we're really to walk through um my respect and 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 honesty and and heartfelt feelings go out to you during this time and wherever you want to go with it in so uh, lots of blessings to you This is a really interesting question. Um, I'm trying to get the clarity of what uh, Tammy is trying to say here. Um, it's kind of a little run on, but she wants to know um, if any spirits who are here on earth or crossing over, if they can cross over, then come back and then take care of unfinished business. And if what's the difference between someone who decides to stay birth or cross over or someone who has never crossed over? So it's basically, it's, it's, they want to know if the spirit is possible for them to just pretend that they're crossed. So, um, first of all, let me, let me sort of say this. When we physically leave our body, we go, boom, that's it. We, we're gone. Now, very often, if somebody may be in conflict about the transitions or things that they may, the energy may be felt, whatever it is, and, and they would be technically trapped energies, by their consciousness, but I will tell you, there's a lot less of that, to be honest with you, than those that have made their transition. Now, sometimes people that have, you know, traumatic passings and things of that sort, it may take them a, a while, but it's not so much about being trapped on earth and and, and to, to say that you've passed and come back or you're back and forth or whatever it is and you're faking it, to, to be honest with you, Timmy, I don't think that really is the deal here what I think you're, you're, it sounds to me like you're that you think that somebody thought that they were crossed and they're not really crossed, or what can be the effect of them coming back or doing something to you. Now, you, we might be talking about a similar situation, like I just discussed with, with Anne and the abusive situation and what that's about. I'm not sure if that's what you're saying, but I will tell you that when you make your transition, you make your transition. That's kind of a period. Now, again, unless somebody is actually trapped by whatever means that might be. Usually it's an emotional thing or there's an attachment here. It's taken them a while for doing that. But again, it comes back to the sort of the same thing of somebody not really being able to enter your vibration without a permission type thing here. So if you're concerned about that with somebody else, honestly, I wouldn't be. I would, if anything, I would just sort of send them to light and send them sort of on their way wherever they may be and not put energy into being them in concern of having any kind of effect with me. I think that's what you're sort of saying, Tammy. I'm hoping that that's what you're saying, but no, nobody like crosses over and then comes back and comes back and does and finish business. As a matter of fact, when we make our transition, what we don't work on here, we work on in the, in the, in the afterlife. This is sort of a continuum. This doesn't like, just doesn't stop. If they stop, go and start, go um, just because we, we, leave, we leave our bodies. That is a continuum. So I kind of want you to think that in mind, because I believe that you're saying sort of something similar to it. That's why I addressed this question with you after, and I think that might be what you're intimating. And I'm not quite positive, but in any case, I want you to know somebody doesn't cross over, then come back and does unfinished business or is in between or whatever it is. That's an energetic thing. And again, if you're feeling that presence, sometimes it's just the presence being around you. Anytime you feel uncomfortable, you say, be gone, you're not of me, go to God. So I hope I answered that question for you correctly. I just wanted to do a tag on because it sounded of sort of like Anne's, but I wasn't quite sure uh, because of the back and forth crossover and not crossover. But I just thought I would address that for you, Tammy. And I hope that's helped. I think that the questions of entering the vibration, it seems to be like a big theme uh, in questions this month. So i just wanna do another add on here um, as I'm going through these questions here. What about Cindy, where she says she sees dead people, she sees them publicly, she sees them all the time. Um, she can't, she even smells death. She can't, sometimes they keep her up at night. Um, she's listening to them and she says she needs help. Okay, Cindy, for the first thing is this. Again, I'm going to repeat myself for the third time. Nothing can enter your vibration without your permission. So, somehow, you have consciously allowed this to come to be. Now, I am not saying that this is not difficult. I'm not intimating any of that. I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm not saying any of those things. But maybe that's a door that you wish to have opened. Maybe you wanted to make this contact. And then this contact has happened, and now you're quite not sure what to do with it. Again, you are always in control of your being, yourself, your journey, your life. Even in difficult situations, it's always you who opens and closes that door. So if somebody is coming around, particularly a dead person, and they're entering your vibration, you have, to, and you're not comfortable with it, and this is not a path you wanna walk down, you have gotta be really firm and say, be gone, you're not of me, I don't want you hanging around, I don't want you visiting me. I don't want you keeping up all night. And you got to be very firm about it. And that's something that you can control. And you have to do that. No one honestly c- can do that for you. So that's the help you're going to need. It's That help is really in your hands. I don't want you to think that that has to come from ex- some, some kind of external force. Again, you put your hand over your solar plexus, say, be gone if not of me. Be gone, you're not of me. And again, only those from the highest connection that with your permission that you're gonna allow in there. So I want you to keep that very close in mind. These are almost not exactly an interchange of the last three questions, but it really awful have, has a lot to do with all three of you on some level feeling you don't have control of these connections and we do my dears, we do. Again, we do. So keep that in mind. Okay, my last question is gonna be, guys, um, this is a very hard one. This is from Brett. Um, wants to know about um, their nephew and a friend that passed. And obviously there seems to be some difficulty in the circumstances. And of course they wanna know the circumstances surrounding their passing and anything further. And sometimes uh, they don't they know if the information is correct with cops or not. This is a, this is a really, really, really tough one. In the first place, to be quite honest with you, sometimes this information does come through in a session. Sometimes it does not. There are very often situations of passings that the cops, because remember, the cops go on what we call evidence, and some of that evidence, to be quite honestly, is not always clear. I, I can tell you, that quite frankly, that there's been situations where the cops have complained, and, and I'm not, for, for, I'm not faulting the, the, the police people. Don't get me wrong that they're doing their job and they go through a certain way. And most of them are extremely overwhelmed to begin with, but they're going through the jadis why a lot of times with suicides and other kinds of odd passings. I will get sort of called in 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 relationship to them. But in any case, I'm I'm just saying to you that sometimes if it it looks like a suicide, a, a policeman, they, a police woman, police woman, police person, they will make that acknowledgement. And that's what gets written down on the death certificate. And there are times, I can tell you, in talking to the person after they passed over, that was not the case. So it's a really, really, really difficult situation. Um, to be quite honest with you, Brett, sometimes this is meant to be, quite frankly, and sometimes this is not meant to be. A lot of times people go on their own, and they hire private eyes, and they 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 put a lot of time and money and energy to try to find out you know, the extent of the passing. Sometimes they can, and sometimes they can't. So it's a tough call. And I would say that if that's really a personal, honestly, family thing, again, you may go to a meeting and you may get some really good information. You may get um, one from a psychic that does a lot of detective work. Sometimes they will know circumstances like this. It's a tough call to be quite honest with you. Um, I wish I could give you a better answer to that. But what I can tell you is this, is that you may not know about their passing. But if you do go and have a session, and if that seems to be the focal point of it, you may or may not find out. But I, personally, I would say, sometimes you gotta let the sleeping dogs lie. And I would say the most important thing would be to have some contact with your nephew. Go to a, a reputable medium, go to somebody that you know. he will come through, let him make that connection. Somebody who's really, really good about it. He will either tell you or not, but I can tell you this, he will let you know that he's coming through and he'll probably let you know that he's fine and well. And I would say, if anything, that would be the most important thing that I would want to know about somebody that I love is that they're okay. And that, that even though their exit might not have been the best in the world, there is a reason for that. Now, I know that I had another question about here where they said something like, you know, you wrote the book, everything happens for a reason. Does that mean these particular kinds of passings or murders or whatever it is and, uh, and, that, and that extent here, does that mean that they're all random weird accidents they talk about, uh, stopping in front of a car? Does that mean that those are for a reason? Yes, they are. We may not know the reason why, but the soul of that person knows the reason why. Remember, the soul has made these choices in their life. And I know that's a hard pill for us to swallow, guys. I got it. I've done this for a really long time. I've had these questions asked me for a really, really long time. But a bread in relationship to your nephew, that could very well be the case here. So there are no accidents, even when there's accidents. And everything does happen for a reason. You may not know, but the soul of that person right know. So when I wrote the book that everything happened for a reason, it's called Love, Free Will, and Lessons of the Soul. All of this stuff is based on love all of it, as painful and difficult as that is, and I, I, I got it, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But I'm going to tell you, there is a reason for it. You may not know, but the soul of that person knows. But I also will tell you this, more than likely when this happens, and it happens obviously within families, and I, and I could tell you the, the the many, many stories that I've had from people that lose children, and they will tell you it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their life. And they'll also tell me in another breath, but I would have never gone through what I went in my life had I not gone through that. So it's 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 again sometimes looking at the glass half full, half empty, understanding things in a grander picture because everything is about a grander picture here. Um, there's no act of you know they say random acts of kindness they're not random acts it's the energy of of a person that chooses to sort of do that that's that energy that i talked about very much at the beginning of, of of our thanksgiving giving thing that's why i did some extra ask uh suzanne questions on this particular time but these are for reason again you may not know but their soul knows and again if you're connected to this person more than likely, 90% of the time, somehow we are interrelated within that. It means we are to go through that experience. Again, it's all personal. It's a personal journey. It's our personal learnings. And... You know, I remember uh, a, a client many, many years ago that her her, her sister heard, had lost a son. And when people would meet her, they'd say, you know, you know, she's got this incredible family. Her, her husband makes a lot of money. She makes a lot of money. They, they, they live in, in these incredible places. And th- that's all people saw. They didn't realize that she'd lost her only son. So that's kind of the way it is. We don't, you know, see sometimes the larger picture of things. Sometimes we don't want to see, sometimes we can't see, but it's not our picture. It's somebody else's picture. And part of this, why I started this out about giving and being thankful is that it is the little things. And when we do little things to help people in life, you have no idea how tremendously effective in a wonderful way that does for people. Sometimes it's just being in the market and somebody being in a bad, bad mood and you look at them and you smile. It's kind of hard to not smile back or at least feel something unless you're whatever kind of a person when somebody smiles at you or somebody lets you cut in line. You know, those are the little things that make a hard day be a little better. So anyway, these are my givings, gifts to all of you guys. Um, keep writing them in. If I didn't answer your questions, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do more next month. But anyway, so um, as always, I hope that everything you want may be yours and really, really get through this Thanksgiving time, do what you can. Sometimes it may be, maybe we have to do a virtual Thanksgiving dinner so that we are protective of those people that we love. But there's always a will. There's I would say where well, there's a will, there's a way. I know that you can figure it out. And and if you know somebody who's alone at this time, and there's a way of doing social distancing or something, if you have a you know a large enough space, uh, that's a great thing too. Or maybe just taking them dinner. You know that's what uh, you know Meals on Wheels is all about. It's about you know giving people, particularly seniors, meals that they can on their own. It's a quite wonderful organization, by the way. And most of the people that that deliver these meals, they they come with a smile on their face and they're they're happy to do it. And they're all volunteers, by the way. Just in case you you don't know about it, when you give the money, you give the money to the organization to make the uh, to make the meals. But the the people who deliver them are pretty much all volunteers. So in any case, so um, have a great great holiday. Again, my thoughts are with you. We'll connect again next month. And this is Suzanne signing out and hoping everything you want may be yours.